This is the uncensored voice. No bullshit, just real shit. Discussing things that will stir the pot. Only here on the uncensored voice. With your host, Ricky Midnight. Your money's not wasted like that $55 million. Hey guys, this is Ricky Midnight in the studio making another video for you guys. If you subscribe to my channel, it really helps me pay the bills. I'd appreciate it and enjoy this video. Let me ask you a question. While I got you two here, I, I, I've been wanting to ask this question. I've asked a few people. I've had a guest on, on the show before. What do you think about cry rooms? Huh? Okay, yeah. you probably I, It's a made-up word. I made it up. Okay. okay. <laughs> when I was put into dispatch, we had monitors kind of like we have here with these cameras pointing all over the place, all, and inside the buildings, outside the buildings, everything, right? They couldn't handle a situation where, say, Someone called, and it was a, a, a little kid or a woman on the phone saying, hey, um, my husband's beating me up. Um, someone's trying to break into the house. Um, I chopped my hand off with a, with, a, with a knife by accident. You know, something where they're frantic. They would have to, and when I worked there in dispatch, the dispatchers would have to run outside, and these are the millennials, run outside and throw up or shake violently, uh, break down and cry, hop on their knees, sit Indian-style, in the field for hours at a time because they couldn't mentally handle a 911 situation and they were 911 dispatchers. So the district, and I know they did this in a lot of places, started putting in personal cry rooms. That's what I used to call them, personal cry rooms. It's where you would go into a little pod, you can close the door, it's a, it's a little seated area where you could just sit and reflect on life and cry for a little while while you're on the clock. Have y'all ever seen those or heard of those? I've heard of them, yes. Uh, Google actually has uh, a pod thing kind mm -hmm. of like that. Um, and I've, I've heard of many rooms uh, like that. The city of San Antonio actually has rooms that are like lactation rooms and, okay, and lactation pods, right? And then that. they also okay. have like they have like um, a like a meditation uh, kind of pod. Google has these. Mm -hmm. um, so they have pods that are like it's what they call a processing pod i call okay. them cry rooms right i know you, i know why you call okay. them cry rooms but um okay so uh so you want to know what our what is your professional opinion on that what do you think do you, you i'll know? let him go first and okay. i'll i'll be last sometimes besides the lactation room that's okay. different you don't want to show your boobs to you know everyone yeah, you yeah, work yeah, with okay yeah. honestly sometimes the stuff is so messed up yeah. That you need to take a step back. You do. So you think but, a cry room? I, I don't. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if <sighs> necessarily a cry room. I'm saying that dispatch is a hard job. Mm -hmm. Okay. I that, did it. that that whenever you're there, and you have that frantic, mm -hmm. uh, I need help. I need help. Mm -hmm. That call. Then you hear gunfire in the background. And then you hear screaming that it can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. You do what you got to do. Okay. You get it done. And whenever it's done, I can see needing to take that step away. Now, not everybody can. If, you're happy, if you happen to be in a place where you can, like dispatch, then, mm -hmm. hey, more power to you. Mm -hmm. You take the step away, take the deep breath, kind of recenter yourself, mm -hmm. get back in there and get it done. I can see your argument, okay. and, and I and I don't disagree with that. I, I 
the way I look at it, and, and, I'm, and I'm kind of agreeing with you here, the way I look at let it me, is... Let me answer before you say that. And okay. The reason okay. I'm saying is because you, know you might agree say. with me. Yeah, okay. You might agree with okay. me. Okay. So, I'm going to give you the answer as a mental health professional, okay, okay? And, and just as a human being. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, 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 I get the cry room thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I have a couple of points. Um, dispatch is very stressful, mm-hmm. right? It's very traumatic, and trauma for you is different than it is for him, than it is for me, right? Mm-hmm. What I perceive as traumatic can be something ridiculous, at least small, in mm-hmm. your opinion, and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that being said, um, I think um, since, okay, so let, let's take a call. Like, do you remember the little, the Scotty Buckholtz, the baby, where the mm-hmm. mom chopped him up with the katana blade and was yes. ingesting and eating him? Yes. No, I don't remember. Yeah, that. this yes. happened uh, some years ago. Okay. okay. So it, just imagine being the dispatcher where mm-hmm. this, this mother has mm-hmm. decapitated and is cutting this this three-month, three-week-old infant mm-hmm. and is ingesting pieces of this infant. She's in a psychotic uh, break right now. Yeah. Okay, so there are some cases that are very, very heavy, like the one where the whole entire family was murdered, right? It was a bunch mm-hmm. of little kids and everything. It was like 12 people. Okay, so there's a person who's going to receive that call, a person who is going to hear the screaming, the frantic, who's going to know what happened, who's going to be privy to information that no one else has, right, in the community. And so there's a certain level of trauma that's associated with it. Now, the, <clears throat> I think that uh, for the city or whoever is providing a, and, and it's, it's a processing room, okay. let's say, which is a safe place in which people do not feel judged mm-hmm. and that they can actually think about what's happened or process the emotion that they mm-hmm. felt while they were taking that. Um, it's something that we in my profession call trauma-informed care. Mm-hmm. And a city that doesn't practice that can be open to liability if, the, if that, those people mm-hmm. are not provided with a way to grieve, to to move forward with it, right? To process the trauma that they experienced. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, some cities have psychologists on staff or social workers on staff, mm-hmm. um, and they also provide a, a moment for you to step away so that you're not embarrassed when, let's say, it brought tears to your eyes that this baby is being eaten alive, mm-hmm. um, you know, and she's already chopped off a leg and all this. You know, it's mm-hmm. very traumatic. And so, so I think that a city that isn't that doesn't provide that or an employer that doesn't, you know, like with this dispatching, mm-hmm. if you don't provide that and not only for your dispatcher, but for your officers too, who are out there yes. seeing mm-hmm. this. Right. And, um, and there's a liability there because we're not operating in a trauma informed manner. That is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. We even have it at my job. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I also have this, I was a police officer and I saw a lot of things, mm-hmm. a lot of death, lot of things you know I have a a very close friend of mine who uh, had to stick his finger in the bullet hole to save this kid from bleeding out Mm because he'd been shot multiple times Mm -hmm. Um, and he has PTSD over that Um, I remember the first person that I had was a fatality and the girl she died and I was trying to save her with the AED Mm -hmm. and I just could remember hearing the screeching of the AED Mm -hmm. you know no pulse shock shock you know whatever and she looked like my kid Mm -hmm. the girl looked like my kid and it was traumatic for me Um, but I feel like if you can't handle those things working and you know what you're getting into when you get into dispatch, um, if you can't or you don't have the stomach for that, that's not the job for you. Yes. That, that, I like that answer. And that's, I've actually said that before. If you can't handle it, I mean, 
everybody, even if you can handle it, you're still going to have nightmares. You're, you're yes. gonna, I mean, you're going to take some of that home with you. You're going to, you're going to turn to drinking. You're going to turn to doing drugs. You turn to gambling. You're going to turn to cheating. Something's going to happen sooner or later as, as a, a, to blow off steam. Maybe you do something positive. Maybe you start working on your house. Maybe that's how you blow off steam. Maybe you start working on cars. Maybe you take up another hobby. Maybe you shoot a bow. Maybe you shoot a gun. Something like that. Okay, but I, I agree with that. If you can't handle it, you shouldn't be in this profession. The reason why I bring this up is I've had s- several instances when I was working in dispatch. I was a police officer. I was uh, on patrol. I didn't see as much as you, but I did see a few things. Um, when I was there in dispatch, I, we had calls where people would come in, you know, call in frantic. Uh, I was remember working with this one girl with the bastards, and she used, to, she used to always say to the other girls who worked there, who are around her age, they're millennials, I have a bachelor's degree. You barely even graduated high school. I'm smarter than you. I have a bachelor's degree. You didn't. You, you graduated high school. You didn't even get an associate's. I'm smarter than you. You're mm-hmm. less than me. I have a bachelor's degree. You're less than me. She used to do this shit all the time. Well, when an incident would happen, she would get up, run outside, sit Indian style out there in the field for two or three hours at a time. And when it's something that was serious, like um, a woman got into an auto accident, her baby flew through the windshield, she's calling us because she's on our, our park a lot. She ran into a, a, a telephone pole because she had been drinking. And so, you know, she's calling us, you know, can you please send an ambulance? My baby's, you know, her, her skull's everywhere, but I think she's still alive, you know, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> and she'd run out, right? I had this one incident. I'm watching the monitors. I was bored. You know, because there wasn't a whole lot that happened there at the campus, right? So I'm as bored as can be. I'm watching the monitors. One of the monitors was on a fifth-level parking garage. It was the very top of the parking garage. It was probably about 3 in the morning, maybe 4 in the morning, completely dark. A young girl, I want to say say she was 21, right? She's, um, she pulls up there, the only person on the par- in the top parking garage, the only person. And it, it's there's sky view. There's so no of course roof. you notice it. Yeah, so you definitely notice it. She pulls in and she backs into a space nice and, and even just like she's, you know, she's parking to go into her house. Backed into a parking space, gets out, has a sweater on and a shirt on her, takes her sweater off, folds her sweater up into a nice little square, carries her sweater to the edge of the parking garage, sets it down, looks over the edge, goes back and forth to the other corner, goes back, you know, back and forth a few times, finally just whoop, just leaped right off. I saw her on the second camera falling. Saw her on the third camera falling. Saw her on the fourth camera falling. There was no camera on the bottom, which is the where she hit. Mm-hmm. The other dispatcher got up and ran out. He was a young guy. He was probably like 37, 36, 37. He get up and he got up and ran out because I, I had told him, "Hey, look what's happening here." So he gets up and just run, didn't do a darn thing. I left me there by myself. I get on the radio as calmly as can be. I said. Um, I don't remember this number, 2313. 2313, comes back, 2313. 2313, I need <coughs> you to head back to San Antonio College. We have a jumper. Uh, I need you to take a look and see if there's a body. It's at the corner of blank, blank, you know, at the street. Click, let off. As calmly as I can be. Because mm-hmm. it was my job to remain calm and do my job. So I agree. If you can't do the job, don't work there. It, it, it's a stressful situation. It's very stressful. And of course, I came home and I told my wife, I'm like, God, poor girl, you know, jumped. And I feel horrible, you know. I mean, you know, I, uh, I didn't see her. I didn't see her. <laughs> I think I've been know? in this field. For, I'm not laughing at you. Yeah, I'm not. no, I know. I, I think I've just been in the field for so long that um, it, it doesn't. Because I had a yeah. jumper. We had a jumper where I work at, mm-hmm. from the, the second story. And she jumped off and she didn't die. 
Um, but when I walked in the unit, she had just jumped right before I came in. And, and you know, and, and this is probably our morbid way of dealing with it mm -hmm. because trauma is trauma, right? Um, you can either learn to deal with it or you need to leave the profession. Mm -hmm. And so she had jumped off and she was on the floor and she was literally like a chalk outline yeah. the way she fell. And she had a broken arm. She mm -hmm. broke her arm and hip or whatever. But she looked like a chalk outline. And when I walked in, I was keeping it together for the officer that was in there that had to see. Because the officer looked up and she was right over. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and so it was the, the officer was traumatized by it. Because she saw her coming, and you know she couldn't stop her, and um, and so I was keeping it together for that. But then I was, <laughs> I was later going, man, she looked just like a chalk outline on the ground. I laughed about it, mm -hmm. and I think that um, that it's not it's not any less traumatic. It's not any less traumatic. I think that there are just people who know and who are able to deal with it, and everyone deals with it in a different way, mm -hmm. which is why we have to have you know, psychologists on staff for police officers who, you know, maybe go through a PTSD for, from a shooting that they're involved in or they were shot, mm -hmm. something like that. And it's the reason why we have that because in our profession, there's nothing, there's, there's no, nothing else. There's nothing else. We have a small amount of time that you spend interacting with the public that's actually in a positive way mm -hmm. um, that no, nobody dies. But most of the time, 75% of it, you are going to, yeah. based on the nature of the job that you do, is we see the worst of the worst that people mm -hmm. do to one another. And it is not a job for the feeble, okay? The pain of heart. Um, you either learn to deal with it or you need to go. And mm -hmm. what I say is, it, I'm not saying that you, sh you know, people, you know, like, like there's something deficient about you because you can't process this appropriately. I'm not saying that because, you know, like I said, what's traumatic for you might be less traumatic for someone else. But my, my thing with it is, if you if you have to go out every, you know, time you get a call and you're out mm -hmm. there for two hours or so, you need to see a psychologist. Yeah. That's when they need to intervene. And it also needs to be something where people don't abuse it. Because mm -hmm. you could have these millennials who are used to getting whatever they want, mm -hmm. right? And you, you're you always going to have that guy that's going to be like, oh, I just, I, I can't do it. I just, I need two hours while I'm on the clock mm -hmm. doing this. So it you don't want to put it in a way where they don't have access to things like trauma-informed, mm -hmm. you know, care. Um, but... But you also, it also has to be regulated and it also needs to be documented because PTSD grows, right? PTSD mm -hmm. grows. You, you may have it from this incident, then you have another one like that. Or this time you have a shooting, you know, or this time someone you know is personally shot. You know, when I was an officer, um, one of our officers was, we, we were supposed to be doing traffic and he and I had switched mm -hmm. um, days. He wanted this day off and I took his, his day. So he's working for me. Mm -hmm. And... We had and we, were, we had a structure fire, and so there was one person on this side of the loop of the structure fire, and one person on this side of the loop patrol car, right? Mm -hmm. And so he was there taking, and the patrol cars were blocking the the two lanes on the on the, the loop here, and um and he was taking a statement from the manager of the Stellar General, and uh, a drunk driver came and 
he saw him coming. He said he heard him accelerate because he heard, you know, like mm -hmm. that. And he pushed the manager out of the way and he tried to jump up on the trunk, but we wear polyester pants back mm -hmm. then. And he slid down and he was hit right, right here on the mm -hmm. legs. He lost his leg. And, um, and he'd only been an officer for 19 months, right? And he and I were buddies. We used to get off of our shift. We were on foot patrol for a long time trying to catch some people for some things. And, and uh, he had like a man cave in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And so he and I, we'd get off shift and we'd go drink a couple of beers. I just lived around the corner from him. And, uh, and his wife was okay with it because I, I, you know, I was like one of the guys. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and so um, if you know somebody and that happens, you know, of course, I felt terrible because we had switched positions right and i felt terrible that this happened to him but i also felt like oh my god it would have been me you know and i felt terrible because he told me the guy accelerated to hit him you mm -hmm. know and then he lost his leg at the knee and then he got a sepsis and it went a little higher mm -hmm. went a little higher a little higher he never was able to go back to policing again um and he actually passed away this past year from covid caught COVID and he died. Hey guys, the second part coming up tomorrow, 5 a.m. Central Time. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Uncensored Voice. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, on the Uncensored Voice, we tell it like it is. So be safe, my friends, and may God bless America.